Doc. I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, send me trains and out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to hopefully everybody's favorite week in football, fantasy playoff football. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of teams still probably had to uh, play last week, and there's probably still some leagues that are playing this week before playoffs start. But last week was a ginormous week for Tom and I because we both made the finals in the Big Money League Championship Series. So we have a lot to look forward to this next week. So yeah. without further ado, let's get into the games and what it means to everybody because there's a few guys out there that I am, I'm going to recommend that you ride through the playoffs because some of these guys have been a little inconsistent, but I got some good feelings about a couple of guys. Uh-oh. So we'll get there when we get there. But let's start off with tomorrow night's game. New England at the Rams. Man, them Rams, they're still just not giving you the consistency <laughs> that I would like to see them. I mean, Cooper Cup was okay for me this last week. Yeah. And I, New England went off. I don't know if anybody had New England players going last week, but that was interesting. So strange because they're playing against the uh, Chargers, and normally you'd think, well, you know, Herbert's going to throw a, a, t- a lot of yards and, you know, he's going to maybe not win the game, but it's going to be, yeah. you know, good showing. But it was garbage. Terrible. Garbage all around, really, for that entire team. They didn't even score a point, did no. they? It was they ended this game with zero points, yes, correct? They got shut okay, out. Yeah. I that's, got just that's... enough out of Hunter Henry to be like, okay, I got my ten points out of my tight end. <laughs> that I can, there's nothing more I can ask for. So I would say I hope it's not a sign of things to come, but man, that's just gotta be an anomaly. Like there's that's not gonna happen again with that team. There he's gonna throw again. So if you did start him. This last week, don't get all frustrated. Right. I can't start him this next week. You got to start him. Yeah, and it was a lot of the New England defense. So, you know, it wasn't exactly like so Cam strange. Newton went off or did anything, you know, spectacular. Yeah. He completed 12 of 19 passes for 69 yards and one touchdown and had two rushing scores on 14 carries. So he was yeah. fine if you had to play him. I don't know who is exactly playing him at this point. But couldn't have I trusted am, him to play him. I am certainly not expecting another 45-point bomb to be put up on the L.A. Rams because <laughs> no. I'm going to be playing that defense this week. Uh, that's who is in the big money league for me. Ah, okay. Uh, so I do have a couple of uh, players invested in tomorrow, Cooper Cup and the Rams defense, and okay. I, there's nothing I can really say more about them. You, you got them, you're playing them. Um, yep. Cam Akers, uh, after doing really well, was uh, <laughs> saw seven carries inside the 10-yard line in Week 13 against the Cardinals. The rookie led the backfield 21 attempts for 72 yards and a touchdown. So he's doing well. The last couple of weeks, he's been fine. He had a DNP for practice yeah. uh, as of Monday, but he was limited Tuesday and a full Wednesday. So apparently he's going to be... Good to go against the Patriots, but I'm not expecting a ton for him. I mean, do you think 
he has something against the Patriots. Yeah, if they get down by the goal line, yeah, I could see yeah. that. I could definitely see you starting him, but I mean, obviously, you want to monitor the injury thing because he's a full goal today. But you just want to make sure because if you're not practicing in one of the games for the or one of the practices for the week, then there's something going on there. You want to just kind of monitor that because it's playoff time for almost everybody. So you want to make sure you're starting the right guys. And another PSA. We've said it before, but we kind of let it slip because it, it it's a thing that we don't need to think about anymore. But there are still some people out there that maybe aren't as nuanced and you've made the playoffs for the first time maybe this year and you had some bumps along the way. Another PSA. Remember, if you've got guys playing tomorrow night, Put them in the position that they play Mm -hmm. and don't keep them in the flex. Because if you're in a league that has a true flex position and it's not just, oh, you have so many uh, players to fill and you play this guy in a flex position, now you have to still play two running backs. If Cam Akers is one of those iffy guys and you want to play him, you still want to put him at the running back position. Don't forget to take him out of your flex. I hear it so many times, and <laughs> I wish we could People just do away with up. that. Yeah, they still <laughs> mess it up. All right, we can move along to Houston and Chicago. That should be an interesting one, and we already get to one of those guys that I was talking about, somebody I am riding hard okay. through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that we discussed a little bit last week and the week mm-hmm. before, I think, somebody who's got a Great schedule against bad run defenses. Mm-hmm. Can you just put David Montgomery in your lineup and just let him ride? He is you going to. to help you win your championship. I can almost guarantee that this year. I yes. had issues with him all year long, but this is the most confidence I have ever felt in David Montgomery. So I'm, I'm putting a back, lot on the line. <laughs> yes, I'm putting <laughs> a lot on the line here. He feels like Derrick Henry did last year in the playoffs. Maybe not quite as good, but he feels like he's going to give you that solid 15 to 20 points every week right now, getting you close to that 100 yards, getting you a touchdown, maybe two, depending on you know who they're playing against. And these, these defenses that the Bears are going up against are not good against the run. So this right. is your chance to have one of those guys that just pop up during the fantasy playoffs, and that's one of my picks this week. Is there anybody yeah, that you're I'll, looking at? Well, I'm just going to go with that because that's the only guy on the Bears other than Robinson that I would want <laughs> True. to have. Um, and you just look at the the small little trend that he's giving you right now. Mm-hmm. It's after the buy, so you know he's fresh, he's ready to go. Right. The Packers, a very below-average Average to below average to bad defense against the run, 28 points. Then the Lions, 28th in the league against the run, 30 points. This week, the Texans, 31st in the league against the run. It it all adds up to be a super juicy matchup. And even if you get past this week and you go on to the next week, it's not that much worse, but the Vikings are not good against the run either. And if you're in... Week 16 is the Jaguars, who yeah, are 30th buddy. against the run. Oh, Every single one of these it. playoff weeks going <laughs> forward for Montgomery is a perfect, very juicy matchup. I 
can absolutely just taste it. It is <laughs> lock and load. Get them in there. Don't worry about it anymore. You can finally have a little confidence in David Montgomery. About time. About, about time, time, right? And then on the other side of that game, we have the Houston Texans. Hmm. Oh, let's see. Brandon Cooks was limited in Wednesday's practice. Kiki QT was limited in Wednesday's practice. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on here? David Johnson did just enough where you're like, should I have put him in last I week? Know it. Should I put him in well, this week? It's really about this week for well, Of me. course. And then this is the guy. I can't. I don't know if I can trust him right now. I mean, he did enough to where he got that touchdown, and I feel more confident that he can get another touchdown this next week, more confident than I feel like Naim Hines. Hines has been consistent. He's been giving me decent points, but I'm starting to see Jonathan Taylor come back, and he had a pretty good game last week. Yeah. And so if they're not, if for some reason they don't go to Hines when they're closer to the to the end zone, I'm out. I'm out that touchdown. And Hines doesn't. If he doesn't have that touchdown, it's not a great game. Is... And the same with same with David Johnson, but I feel more confident. Good news, Johnson. everyone! <laughs> yeah, hey, take it. Thank you, Joe, for that subscription. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's always when I'm talking. Of course, it is. Always. They, they know anyway. when to do this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I feel more confident that David Johnson can get that touchdown this week more than I would Naim Hines. But I do believe Naim Hines can get me more points. Well, Hines is going against the Raiders, I believe. So that's an interesting matchup. We'll get there in a minute. Um, But I'm okay with David Johnson. I believe we still have him going in the uh, podcast league, the Blitz Pro League, which Mm -hmm. uh, we ended up as the third seed because we were the second best team and we were both in the same division. And we kind of went up against a juggernaut this last week. You know, no big deal. We were making the playoffs, so we still got to win the same amount of games. I'm okay with that. And we were playing Naeem Hines and David Johnson. And uh, there's a lot of players in that league that we don't have to make the decision. We're just playing all of them that we're talking about mm-hmm. right now. So now I want to, I do want to go back and say a little bit about the Texans because Kiki QT, you were spot on. I yeah. mean, and so was I, uh, <laughs> the guy was amazing this last week. So if there's, if there's, if he's not going to have this knee issue and it just seems like it's nothing going forward, he is a hundred percent play against the Bears. I mean, because the Bears are worse defensive uh, against the pass than the Colts are. The Colts are actually pretty good against the pass, and yet we still had amazing game for QT. So he had eight what eight receptions, hundred and forty one yards, nine targets. And he didn't get a touchdown. Yeah. He's still getting a lot of. I points. tried so to get is... him in the big money league last week, and I must have mm-hmm. got outbid. I had a bunch going. Mm. I spent a lot to get Booker, and of course that wasn't very good. But yeah. I didn't spend as much to try to get QT. I was like, oh, nobody's going to care about Kiki QT, and uh, apparently somebody did because yes. I didn't end <laughs> it up. Probably with worked him. out, which is fine because I think uh, pretty much everybody I played for wide receiver would have been at least what he did. Oh, maybe not. Because I think Cooper Cup had less than that, but you're not playing okay. Kiki QT yeah. over Cooper Cup at this particular moment. No, you wouldn't have done it, and if you did, you were just riding on a feeling, and that's right. kind of hard to do. <laughs> uh, I rode yeah, on the feeling just... of Cole Beasley over Julio Jones, though, and that was you were dead right, dead <laughs> right. We will talk about the Bills in length because we love our Buffalo Bills this <laughs> last week. Uh, the next game on the slate is Dallas at Cincinnati. This is. One of mm. the few games where I think there might be multiple guys supported for Dallas for once 
in a while. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they got a couple of touchdowns this last week. It wasn't amazing. Amari Cooper got one. Uh, Michael Gallup got one. But that was about it for the Cowboys. So I think yeah. against the Bengals, they should be able to get some points on the board. But who knows which Dallas Cowboy team is going to show up. You know what's strange about the Cowboys right now, and it's really strange about Ezekiel Elliott. It seems like he's so eh right now, and he has been. There's only been one game within the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven <laughs> games that he's played. There's only been one that he's over 20 points. Mm-hmm. But yet, but yet, he's still the fifth overall running back, and that's basically because he's playing every week. Yeah, basically. He's the <laughs> so one that's consistently on the field. getting points. Yep. But it's just been very underwhelming the last few the last like half the season. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, what do you do with Zeke? You have to start him cuz you know he's going to give you 15 points, but it's not what you were expecting at all. What you were hoping to get out of him because the first few weeks he's getting over 20 points every single week. Right. And of course, a lot of that's with Dak. Yes. And, but since Dak <laughs> went out, man, it's been real struggle. Real struggle. And as far as the Bengals go, Joe Mixon is ruled out yet again for week 14, but there's still a possibility he plays again this season. And that is just sad Mm -hmm. because the Bengals have nothing to play for. Uh, Also, A.J. Green is done and is Mm -hmm. more than likely not going to be a Bengal next season. I don't know if he's even going to be worth it. We'll we'll cover that in our off-season shows, but... A.J. Green is just a shell of his former self, and it's sad to see because he was such a consistent receiver for a very long time that I'll still be rooting for him, but I don't think I'll be drafting him. (laughs) Not likely. Not unless it's like one of my last picks, and I feel like there's a chance he can do something. Right. That's for future episodes to come. Of course. Now the matchup that normally probably wouldn't look like anything. You're like, oh, yeah, it's... Play your guys and you're good, and you're going to have to. But this is a very intriguing matchup just NFL-wise. The Chiefs versus the Dolphins. That Dolphins Mm. team just is, they're playing good defense. They're hanging around. They're not looking terrible. It almost feels like they're not looking terrible, but they're not looking great either. Like it's, It's just like, I don't know. I want to see more out of them because I don't know if they can handle it once they get into the playoffs. We'll find out because they're playing the probably the one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl in the Chiefs. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch, and I still don't trust Tua right now. <laughs> no. I don't trust him. He was fine. He gave you 22 points or whatever it was last week. Yeah. But I still don't trust him to get the wide receivers the ball. I don't trust in you know, the running backs right now for the Dolphins. Nothing's really standing out to me. Oh, I think, well, Gasecki, right? Yes, Gasecki looked good last week. Very good. Um, And, of course, that could have had something to do with Devontae Parker and Mac Hollins getting ejected from the game. Uh, Mike Thomas tackled Jakeem Grant on a punt return before he had a chance to field the ball, and there was a scuffle broke out. And Parker and Hollins both got the boot, and that was just – dumb on their part mm. i don't think anything will happen it's not like they're gonna get you know suspended another game but uh that was not a good not a good look for the dolphins on offense there um, yeah 
Salvin Ahmed didn't practice again, but uh, Miles Gaskin was back. He had 21 for 90, so he's pretty much the guy there in Miami right now. Uh, what else was there for Miami? Nothing really. Isaiah Ford got signed back to Miami after getting traded to the Patriots for a seventh round pick. And apparently they're still going to be sending that seventh round pick to the dolphins after the Miami <laughs> or the Patriots cut him and Isaiah Ford re-signs with That's the dolphins. It's, it's, it, I, I always it. laugh when a deal like that falls through and they're like, yeah, right. can I come back? Like, it's free. You're getting a draft pick anyway, please. We traded you away, and we still get something. Thanks. Yep. Uh, As far as the Chiefs go, Travis Kelsey had a great day, who I was rooting against and for at the same time because I was playing against him in the Big Money League, but I have him in my Superflex Dynasty that I needed to win to ensure a playoff victory. I still had outs if I lost, but I got enough points out of Kelsey and luckily uh Antonio Gibson got hurt <laughs> for oh the guy I was playing goodness. against. Yeah. That that was the <laughs> most perfect thing for me. I was sitting there watching the game and then all of a sudden I I just turned it on and all of a sudden they're saying that Gibson was on the sideline. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, what, what? Because I knew you were going against him, <laughs> yes. and if he would have had a huge game, it would have been difficult for yes, you. Yes, very difficult. You could have still won it, but um but he didn't have a game at all. So yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to win this as long as he gets something decent out of both of the guys he has left, and you got more than something decent. Yes, you got I did. ridiculous points. And but it would have been – I would have been down by, like, maybe five points going into the Monday night late game and the Tuesday night game if Travis Kelsey wouldn't have gotten that last touchdown. But he did, mm. and that – vaulted me ahead of my guy that I had Travis Kelsey in like, oh. speaking of chiefs getting touchdowns or in this case, not getting touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill got this non touchdown. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was so stupid. They didn't challenge it. They just like hiked the, the play. and he didn't even realize nobody realized he had a touchdown until they watched the replay. It's so strange. You're going to have to, look yeah, I don't remember seeing that one. I'll have to look, but, it up. uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that because I was going against Tyreek Hill and mm. I went against this team the week before and I didn't have to win, so it didn't really matter. But Tyreek Hill had that 50 the, some points yeah, the week the before. Week. And yes. I'm just like, oh my gosh, if he does that again, there's no chance I win no. this game. And he just got a very normal 15 something around their points. And boy, did that help. Yes. Uh, of course, as far as Chiefs players go, you're really not doing anything different. No, um, of course not. I, I still am looking at this running back situation, and you can't really be Ugh. confident about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, he no. didn't even play in Week 13, and I thought about – I d- actually did get Le'Veon Bell in the content creator league for the network, and I didn't play him, but I have him now – in case I go deeper in the playoffs and maybe he starts doing Man. something, but it even really, that's garbage right now. It, I mean, yeah. he gave you what nine points. Yeah, the week before that, five points. It's not worth it. it I wouldn't really even trust isn't. him. Um, Sammy Watkins, he has returned from a hamstring hamstring injury. Just yeah. for him to go back down. That's <laughs> <Right>. just <laughs> that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. So again, nothing different in Kansas City world. 
Then we go to another interesting matchup because one team has been playing better and one team has not been the greatest lately. Talking about the Cardinals, who haven't been playing the greatest, and the first place New York Giants. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how in the heck they won. I don't either. But they did it, and the other team was just... The Seahawks. What what happened to the Seahawks? I don't know. How could they not beat the Giants? It's not like the Giants have a juggernaut of an offense and their defense is bad, and that's why they were losing the game. No, they're just not a good team all around, and somehow they're the best crap team in the (laughs) NFC East right now. You and I, I think, I know you and I both believe that Alex Smith will probably lead the Washington football team to the NFC East title. And, of course, we have uh, the peanut gallery in chat, the real Colt McCoy. No, no, there's no such thing as a real Colt McCoy. That's what makes no sense. Makes no sense. (laughs) Daniel Jones should be back, even though he was limited in Wednesday's practice. And who knows, maybe that's a bad thing for the Giants. I don't know. (laughs) It's not like Colt McCoy did great, but Daniel Jones is very hit and miss. He has been a little better this year, but... Not fantasy-wise better. He's just been a better maybe game manager type person. But is there anybody even on the Giants that you're playing in fantasy? Save maybe Evan Ingram if you just don't have a good tight end. If you have to, yeah. I have him in the big money league, but I'm still going with Goddard. And it scares me a little bit. Obviously, we'll get to that a little bit later. But it scares me a little bit with Goddard because I don't know what Hurts is going to do. Being the starting quarterback mm, now for the yeah, Eagles, we'll get to that. Just yeah. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> in general, this is it's related to Evans yeah, or know, Ingram. Sorry, because uh, I don't know what to do there, but I'm still going to go with Goddard because I just assume it's going to be better than Ingram. But <laughs> I, you never know. Well, I, one one person I wouldn't mind playing is uh, uh, Wayne Gallman. He's been pretty good the last few weeks. Actually, the last, like, six weeks. He has been very consistent. And then Alfred Morris just siphoned two touchdowns out of nowhere, even though Gallman had 135 yards rushing on only 16 attempts. He's (laughs) been looking really good. It's so strange, man. It's it's weird. You got Alfred Morris doing this, this thing. Like, he was not any good. He was bad. Nobody wanted him. Yep. And, and then all of a sudden, they, they get him, and he's not good the well, first week. That they what happened four was points. Gallman exploded for a 60-yard run to be replaced by Alfred Morris at the goal line. <laughs> like, okay, they both got six points in that situation, but right. who deserved that touchdown? Alfred Morris or Wayne Gallman? It is not Alfred Morris. No, but... Points are points. Yep. And if I would consider picking him up, I wouldn't be playing him this week, but I might pick him up. Just, just so say, somebody you know else what? doesn't Maybe <laughs> if I see this as a consistent thing, I might play him in the playoffs, depending on how bad my running back situation is. Yep. But most likely not. Most likely not. And speaking of points or points, no matter how you get them, it's fine. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught eight of 13 targets, but for only mm-hmm. 52 yards, but he did get a touchdown. So he was still worth upwards of almost 20 points in most leagues, and that's what you're hoping for on Hopkins. Yep. Yep. Just doesn't usually come in that particular uh, way. 
Um, I, I thought of you. It didn't matter, obviously, because <laughs> you weren't in the playoffs for the flag league. But Dan Arnold yeah. caught two out of three <laughs> targets for 61 yards and two touchdowns. And like, you know what's so stupid <laughs> is they were hyping up Dan Arnold, and I was never really a, a fan of him. But I, I was such in uh, such a bad situation with that uh, team in the bye week mm-hmm. for because uh, I had uh, who did I have? I traded Mar. I traded everybody away on yeah, that team. Mark Andrews. But my bye week was going to be bad, and I was like, I need to get, I need to get something. And I was like, that Dan Arnold, he's still available. I picked him <laughs> up, and he's been he was garbage all year. And the only time I played him, he was garbage. Yep. And then all of a sudden, there's a couple <laughs> weeks where he actually does something. Well, and he's only Stupid. getting like three targets a game. But when he gets one, it's because they forget he's even on the field. And he gets like a 40-yard pass play to him. So, <laughs> I, I don't know what to think. Uh, then there's the running backs for Arizona, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. And neither one were great. Drake got in the end zone, so you were at least happy he did that. Uh, mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds still keeps getting projected because we have him in a couple of places and he still keeps getting projected for like 15 points. And I'm like, I don't know that you guys understand what's going on here. He only had 28 yards in the loss to the Rams this last week, but it's not like Drake has been that much better either. No, it's just, it's about the receptions for him. I think they're projecting him because he'll get a, he'll get six carries for twenty yards, or in the week before is six for twenty nine, mm-hmm. or two for thirteen. So the last three weeks, his rushing hasn't been great, but he's getting four receptions or so every game, and obviously there's yardage compounded on it. Sure. If you get a touchdown at all, it's completely worth it. And I can I can see the fifteen per, projection if you just look at the last few weeks. Uh, last week, 12, week before, 11, 25, 16, 14, 25. So it's about, I would say, on average, about 15 points per game. So I can see the projection there. All right. I think he's just been looking not as good lately. Oh, running like, the football, eh, not great. Eh. Yeah, I hear you there. Uh, and then the rest of the receivers for Arizona just aren't really doing it. Uh, Christian Kirk only had one catch for well, two yards. Isabella, two of five for yeah. seven yards. Larry Fitzgerald is now active from the reserve COVID list, so that might help something. I, but uh, Kyler Murray, if it weren't for Dan Arnold, would have had a very subpar day again. Yeah. He only had 173 yards passing and three touchdowns, and that was in a loss where they should have been throwing the ball a lot. Uh, but the last two weeks, Kyler Murray has only had 343 yards passing combined yep. in the last two weeks, yep. and that's starting to be an issue. Again, we talked about it last week or the week before, if you have Kyler Murray on your team, you might not have a backup on your roster, so you're stuck playing <laughs> Kyler Murray because there's really nothing out there in free agency at this time of year. Yeah, it's pretty. It's just not great because you're sitting there thinking, oh, I got the best quarterback in the league because he really was. He only had one game for the first, uh, the first 10 weeks. He only had one game under 30. Yeah. And that was a 28.3-point game. So 
I mean, he was fantastic all the way up until week 11, where he was still pretty good week 11, 26 points. But the last two weeks have just not been good enough. You're trying to get more out of him. This last week was okay. So if you ended up playing him, it wasn't so bad as fantasy-wise. Right. But when it's, you, you're watching the Cardinals right now, nothing seems to be clicking. They need a little extra spark or something because they're, they're, they're collapsing. And they need to get that back because they were they were looking like they were going to be a for sure playoff team, right? And now we don't even know. It's it, they're falling out of it. Uh, speaking of not knowing, the next two teams both are kind of a little wishy washy right now. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Minnesota Jeez. is being weird. Uh, when Dalvin <laughs> Cook can't be you know two hundred yards and two and three touchdowns on the ground, then. All of a sudden, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson go crazy, Jeez. and Kirk Cousins is a top five QB. All of a sudden, and I don't know what to think, but you're still just you're just playing all all those guys. If you have oh, them, yeah. you're playing them. Justin Jefferson is approaching uh, yards and touchdowns that no rookie wide receiver has ever done if he keeps on his pace. So that is quite the pickup for the Vikings, and even. Delvin Cook, he got 120 yards. It was on 32 carries, and he was supposed to be banged up. Well, if you're <laughs> banged up and you're still giving this guy 32 carries and he caught six of nine targets, he was still a good play. It just wasn't Delvin Cook normal 25-point game play, but it's insane. Now i got to ask you. Oh, no. Sorry. i got to <laughs> ask you because you said you got to play these guys. Right. What if you have Josh Allen and you have Kirk Cousins? Really? You're still playing Josh Allen, right? Yeah. But you said you got to play Kirk Cousins. I'm just going off what you said. He wasn't part of (laughs) what I was inferring quite there. But if you look at what Kirk has done. But if you have Kirk Cousins and Kyler Murray, I'm playing Kirk Cousins right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, there's no question there. But Josh Allen's been very consistent. He did have two yeah. weeks ago a very underwhelming game, but the last four weeks other than that game have been almost outstanding to a point to where if you if you have him, you're probably in the playoffs. Right. And Josh Allen has now surpassed Russell Wilson in MVP odds, so we Whee! have that going for him too. Uh, we'll, we'll play some sound bites from earlier in the year. Once the, uh, awards have been giving out because I think we had a couple of, uh, a couple of good calls when we were doing oh, our rankings, sure. especially with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have all sorts of issues, but Chris Godwin didn't practice Wednesday. He had yeah. a pin removed from his broken finger. They still mm-hmm. have Antonio Brown. His civil case has been delayed until 2021, <laughs> like December of 2021. <laughs> so he could get almost a full year of football in again next year before they actually hear this case. Um, and then here we go. Uh, the Vikings, I believe, are not one of the better run defenses in the league. I think that's mm. you mentioned that earlier. So when it comes to that, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is it Ronald Jones? Is it <laughs> Leonard Fournette? What, what's uh, going what's gonna to happen this week? I'd, I'd lean more on Ronald Jones than Fournette, yeah. but I mean that, that's pretty much obvious at this point. I mean, he's been fairly consistent all year, and it's kind of hard to go away from that if you are playing him. 
I wouldn't play him if I have other options, but at this point, if he was on my big money league team, yeah. I'd play him. I yep. wouldn't I wouldn't even question it because I the other two guys I got I have high doubts for and I I don't have too much of doubt for Ronald Jones. That's horrible to say. I can't even believe I just said <laughs> it. But he will give you some kind of point to where you can at least rely on it. Yeah, uh, he has been at least fairly consistent this year overall and uh credit to network on that one he had mm-hmm. he had a little crush on ronald jones before the season started and then when you know they traded or they signed leonard fournette you're like oh well yeah, maybe not and leonard Every, fournette everybody not, yeah. everybody affiliated with fantasy fuel is getting stuff right so mm. i just figure if the more <laughs> people we get affiliated with fantasy fuel We'll get everything right. We ha- we'll have to. Yeah, we'll just have <laughs> 72 insiders, and we'll just use the two things they got right. Well, we got 144 things right this year. How can you not trust us? Oh, boy. Well, since uh, we're going to talk about not trusting, let's go to the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. For mm. the Denver mm. Broncos, it is just a crapshoot. There is nothing there I really want. Any part of, yes, I know Melvin Gordon had 131 yards rushing in the game against the Chiefs, but do you really think that's going to happen every week? Uh, no. No, the Chiefs really don't have that great of a run defense either because they're usually up by a bunch of points. Uh, although the Broncos did make it interesting last week against the Chiefs, so I got to give it to them there. It, <laughs> that's crazy. But, yeah, there is really nothing unless, again, if you have nothing else, Noah Fan is at least approaching that double-digit point mark most weeks. So if mm-hmm. that's what you got, then that's what you're living with. So, yep. But let's go to the Panthers. Yes, let's, let's talk do about that. Let's go. Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. He seemed like he was ready to go this this next week, and then all of a sudden he's got a new injury or something like that. Like uh, what is happening? Matt Rule now said he's, now he's bothered by a thigh injury. He Come on, man. his quad and is now day to day. A limited practice to start the week is okay, but McCaffrey has been banged up all season, and yeah. it's just. And then I, in the Dynasty Superflex that I'm in, I have Mike Davis and Christian McCaffrey. So he's been filling in. But I want my Christian McCaffrey numbers. That's what I need to win in the playoffs. I have a solid <laughs> yeah. team all the way around. That's what puts me over the top was Christian McCaffrey. And I was mm-hmm. all ready to go. Like, here we go. Week one playoffs. He's back. He's going to carry me through. And now I still have to wait until Sunday <laughs> at noon for us to see if he's even going to be playing. Like, uh, it's not fair. Yep. It is yep. not fair. It sucks. It sucks. Also, there was a bunch of players that went on the COVID list for the Panthers during their bye week last week. So we'll obviously have to keep an eye on that. Uh, mm. Let's see. I see December 7th. So two days ago, the Panthers put Curtis Samuel on the reserve COVID list. So he's going to be one of those uh, on the wire things, unless he actually has it, he still has a chance to play. So that's a good thing. Um, DJ Moore was on the list, you know, it's just, if anything truly happens and they keep testing and they end up positive at some point, there's going to be nothing left 
on the Carolina Panthers as far as offensive talent goes. You got Robbie Anderson. Yeah, you got Robbie. They're going to put three He's been really consistent. on him, but oh my goodness. Uh, I'm trying to oh, think of man. who there is left after those guys that I would even want to pick up, and I, nah. I'm not really. Nah. No, no. So, get, there's other options. There's There's got to be got to be other options so maybe it's a good thing if all those wide receivers are out and christian mccaffrey doesn't really maybe mike davis does put up another big game again it's worth a shot i can hope i wonder why you wouldn't do it i can hope well he's got to start for me so one of those two guys will be in my lineup and now oh another another tasty yummy yummy matchup that i'm looking at right here for one of my favorite running backs in the league this is the Tennessee Titans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. He's got to make up for what happened last week. He does. It's, he's law of up. averages says he's at least getting 55 <laughs> points. Derrick Henry's going to go points. off. I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> let, let me look. What did he actually have this last week? He had 15 carries for 60 yards and one catch for nine yards and lost a fumble early on in that matchup. So definitely not what we're yeah. used to seeing out of Derrick Henry. No. Please, Derrick, please come back with a vengeance. We this is the time oh, of the they year will. that you just you give us hope. And he's going against Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay in the next three weeks. That could be a yummy, yummy amount of fantasy points especially in the leagues that i have them in the big money league where we're trying to score as many points as humanly possible for the next three weeks (sighs) derrick henry and david montgomery i have both of those and i think i've got some running backs that are gonna gonna carry me through i mean hopefully so (laughs) we already talked about the jaguars and the lions both really bad against the run and the packers are not the worst but they're not good the Jaguars 30th and the Lions 28th. I can't mm. wait to see what happens. And to the Browns' credit, they are eighth overall in rushing defense. So I I, I get it. I get that he had a Browns. halfway bad game. <laughs> but before that, he was against the Colts, and the Colts have the seventh rushing defense. Yeah. And he had a 43-point game, point game. So yeah. he's bouncing back this he's week. I guarantee to. it. Um, other Titans, um, AJ Brown is not practicing Wednesday. He rolled his yeah. ankle, uh, John o. Smith still limited. So there's a tight end. You're probably not going to be comfortable with, um, <sighs> not that it matters. Adam Humphreys got put on injured reserve. Uh, Corey Davis, uh, Corey Davis is the 14th highest scoring receiver in fantasy football over the past five weeks. Ka-ching. I, I have That's him money in right no season-long leagues because at the beginning of the year, I was like, mm, <laughs> I'm holding off. But almost immediately, I was like, I'm putting him in a lot of DFS lineups because oh, he's yeah. not an oh, expensive yeah. guy. And I, I wish I had him in season-long because he has been so consistent. It is insane. He's actually outscored A.J. Brown over that stretch. And he had a 113-yard yeah. day against Baltimore week 11, 184-yard day against the Browns last week. He's drawn seven red zone targets over those five games, two more than Brown. He's it's doing not what just he needs to do. It's not just a 180-yard performance. It's 11 catches. Yes. I mean, that's insane. With the 180-some yards, that's, that's unreal. And I have him in the league with – uh, network 
and it has paid off so much. Oh, I don't yeah. even think about it. There's, I have guys on that team. I don't even have to look at the lineup anymore. It's like, okay, that guy, that guy, that guy, yeah. that guy. And then it might be a couple guys here and there that, I'm like, oh, I got to change that out. But most of the time, I got I, I got lucky with Corey Davis. I did not expect him to right. be that, but I knew you were talking to him up. And I was like, well, if he's right, then I got what I that exactly what he's. I didn't think he'd do this. No, I didn't think he'd do this. If I, I expected maybe five catches a game, and I was like, okay, well, that's worth it. Sure, but the way he's at right now. Corey Davis is the man, and hopefully he's a big key to putting me to that championship because yes. playoffs start this week. I have a bye because of Corey Davis and all the other guys on my team. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm sitting pretty. You are Thank sitting you, pretty in that one. So I'm rooting for you because I was absolutely horrific in that league. Again, <laughs> you were pretty bad. <laughs> I'm either making the championships or I didn't even get close to the playoffs. Right. It, was, it was a weird mixed bag this year, but I've made it where it really counts, and that's, that's where we're going with this. But, hey, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, even though they lost to the Browns, he had – a hell of a fantasy yeah. performance. I have him and Josh Allen in the yep, Dynasty Superflex, and I get to play them both every week because guess, Ooh, that's guess nice. who my third quarterback is in that one? Wow. Carson um, Wentz. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I paid a lot for him in the auction, and I didn't pay anything mm-hmm. for Ryan Tannehill. And, uh, of course, Josh well, Allen. Well, the money a, works out one way or another. It does. So. It does. But uh, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill has been a great quarterback, and he should have another decent game this coming week. Uh, yep. Jacksonville, I mean, you got your James Robinson. This dude has got to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, one of the biggest, best, happiest surprises of the year, and a guy like Lavisca Chenault, who we we talked about before the season started, we liked what you know he had to offer. He's been yep. a little banged up here, and the touchdown that he got this last week—I don't know if you saw <laughs> that one. It was tipped, batted a little bit, intended for another receiver, and he just happened to be in the end zone, and it ricocheted right to him, and he got the touchdown. Yeah, like ricochets off of somebody's shoulder or whatever yeah. it was. It was it was really strange. It was really hard to follow the ball. I, I watched the replay like four or five times, and I was like, what the heck? How did, it, did the ball curve? Like, or is it, <laughs> Right. What is happening? It almost looked like conspiracy theorists to the max but it almost looked like it like jumped from one spot to another mm-hmm. and it's like wait a second these nfl games are rigged that's mm-hmm. what it felt like uh to I, me. I gotta ask you again because i asked you last week okay. um mike glennon's <laughs> been playing and in those two starts colin johnson has amassed eight catches for 162 yards and a touchdown I wasn't sure if he was a real thing, but those other guys, DJ Tark, two for 41, Chris Conley, two for 12, Keelan Cole, one for seven. Like, what's going on? Colin Johnson seems to be liking Mike Glennon out there. Yeah, I'd say as long as Glennon's on the field, he's an okay start. I mean, you're probably at this point in the playoffs, you probably have somebody else that you trust in. (laughs) But if you don't, I would consider it. Yeah. I, it's really still difficult for me to, for somebody who only has two games that has done anything this entire year to be putting trust in for the fantasy playoffs. So if I had to, I would, but if I got something else, 
I, I'm probably still going with something else. He's still point. a good option for right. DFS stuff because he's probably oh, yeah, still 100%. super cheap. So uh, yeah. this coming Sunday morning, we will, well, I will go over more of that because I don't think Tom will be able to make it this I Sunday. I am not. I, Lots of stuff going on. I will be moving on. stuff. Yes, yes, you will be moving <laughs> to the max. So I will go over some more of that. We'll make some DFS lineups and hopefully make some more money along with our season-long stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We can finally move to that Indianapolis-Las Vegas game that we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's still, I don't I don't know what to expect out of the Colts because they seem to go in different directions every week. I don't know if maybe this is just a great coaching thing where they're exploiting different teams' weaknesses. So one week they do a bunch of rushing, and then the next week a bunch of their tight ends, and then a different week it's, oh, T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman are doing well, and and I just (laughs) never know what to expect out of the Colts. And you don't know what to expect out of the Raiders because they play really good against a good team, and they play like, crap and should have lost to the Jets, <laughs> which I have to bring up. I, I was telling Tom before, but against the Raiders last week, the Jets made mm-hmm. an unprecedented play call to end that game versus the Raiders. There, at this point, have been 252 pla- pass plays meeting this criteria in the last 15 seasons. <laughs> The criteria, final 15 seconds of the game, down four to eight points, 40-plus yards to the end zone. The Jets were the first defense to send six-plus pass rushers in that situation. I mean, all you have to do is bat the football down, and you only have five guys back there to do it. You're one-on-one-on-one-on-one-on-one. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what? So, Your defensive line isn't that great to get past five offensive linemen. <laughs> so guess what happened? Henry Ruggs ended up in the end zone and winning that game, and that was just insane. It's per it's perfect. It I mean, was. we're not For even you, talking I about mean, the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> not even talking about the Jets, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It is it's awesome. I, I want to win a game, but not at the cost of the first pick in the draft because I looked it up. The Jets do have the tiebreaker against the Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars almost beat the Vikings, so yep. I would have been fine with it if that happened, but right. they didn't. So let's just keep losing until the Jaguars win <laughs> one, one, game, one more game, and then we can win a game okay. if we can. If we can. If you can. Because, honestly, that's perfect. I don't even care that he got fired or whatever. It doesn't matter. He made the right decision for the New York Jets' football team at that time and moment. As much as the players wanted to probably win that game, the fans are very pleased. Very pleased. Very pleased. But anyway, the team that beat them last week, the Las Vegas (laughs) Raiders, who had a player that I went all in on to try and get in different areas, DFS, and I got him in the big money Thankfully, I didn't need a big performance out of him. But Devontae Booker, he only got like 50 yards rushing this last week. And Josh Jacobs is still sidelined. So Devontae Booker might get another shot against the Colts. I'm not going to play him this week. But the thing is, I'm still happy. I'm still okay with this outcome, even if he has a big game, because it means nobody else got him. 
It means my opponent doesn't have Devontae That's Booker. True. I don't have to worry about, oh, my God, he just scooped him up last week, and I got to play against him when he goes off. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Yes, maybe he goes off and he's on my bench, but who am I benching, really? Let's let's look at this. Who am I benching? Yeah. Obviously, I've already said I have David Montgomery and Derrick Henry. So That's your starting running backs right there. Right. And I have to play yep. Cooper Cup tomorrow, so one of my wide receiver yep. spots taken. That means I have a wide receiver spot to fill and two flexes to fill. I have Cole Beasley. You, you can't. You bench him right him. now. No. <laughs> no. Julio Jones came back and did what Julio can't did last him. week, and I have Amari Cooper, who's Andy Dalton's favorite target. Are yep, any of those three him. guys benchable for Devontae Booker? Nope. I would can't hope not. I have also have on the bench Niam Hines and Mike Williams and Demir Bird, like and Philip Lindsay. Like who yeah. there's I can't fit any of those guys. It's a good problem to have, but it's still nerve wracking because you're like, yeah. I have these guys <laughs> and I could make the wrong call, but I'm not gonna worry about it. Devontae Booker's going back to my bench against a decent Colts run defense. And I'm not worrying about it, and nobody else should be too. If you have an option yep. and you're not comfortable with Devontae Booker against a decent defense, don't worry about it. At least mm-hmm. nobody else got those points. You have to look at it in a positive way, and that's what I'm going <laughs> with. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, it sucked because I was watching your team and my yeah. team because I was like, well, how are we both going to do in this league where we're going to get paid a pretty good chunk of change if we do well? Yep. And – I'm just looking. It's like, oh, man, because you you had you had asked me, you texted me saying, yes. <laughs> "Is is who do I bench? I'm having a hard time fitting in, you know, some of these guys." And you ended up playing Booker, and come to find out, that was the guy you should have benched. Everyone right. else did way better than that, but it was okay. You still won. Doesn't yep, matter. That's all that but matters. <laughs> on the other side of the ball on this game with the Colts, and I already mentioned it with Hines. But the reason I'm scared of Hines and the reason I may not play him is because without that touchdown, he has six attempts running the ball for 10 yards, only three receptions for 22 yards. That's not anywhere close to what I need. So I'm hoping that maybe if I start David Johnson that I'm going to get something a little bit better out of him. It's, It's a hard one because the David Johnson one's not a great matchup, if I remember right. Yeah, no, they, they were going against the Bears, so it's not uh, mm-hmm. an amazing defense, but it's, it's probably better than the Raiders' defense is right now. So <laughs> um, uh, there's been a few guys, like I'm I'm playing Hunter Renfro in my Dynasty yeah. Superflex League, and he's been okay. Uh, he had four for 47, and really that's all I need because he's basically my last flex option. Uh, flex option so if i'm getting close to 10 points out of him i'm okay there uh nelson Aguilar actually had 11 targets this last game but (laughs) only caught four of them for 38 yards as far as targets are important but when you're only getting it's really obviously it's about how many we do catch but targets are important so going forward, it's not a bad thing to look at. But no. man, going going forward isn't much longer. So you want to make right. sure you get somebody who's getting the receptions. You mean like Darren Waller, who had thirteen Whoa. catches, two hundred yards, and two touchdowns? That wow. guy went nuts. The Jets really Unreal. suck against tight ends. They suck against everything. But holy <laughs> crap! I mean, anybody that faced Darren Waller this last week was like, "Would you just stop? This is it's ridiculous." Unreal. Uh, I, I mean, haven't he, looked recently. Has he 
gotten or overtaken Travis Kelsey as far as uh, tight end points go this year. Uh, Let I don't think so. Let me look at the tight end I really will, quick. I'll, I'll uh, he is. Can... Oh, he's still forty points behind Travis Kelsey, even okay. after a forty-six <laughs> point week. Uh, that just goes to show you how above and beyond Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller have been this season. Just think, just think about this game. How many times is this? Is this? This is just so not likely right. for a tight ten position. Tight ends don't usually get thirteen receptions on seventeen yes. targets for two hundred yards and two touchdowns. That is. Imagine if you got another touchdown. I mean, that's a over fifty point game. Mm-hmm. That is just insane, man. It doesn't get it doesn't get any better than that at the tight end position. Now it probably won't be a tight end doing a bunch of scoring in this next game, but I think there might be a bounce back game for the Seattle Seahawks coming this next week. Um, probably yes, probably because who agree. are they playing? <laughs> The, the New, New York, York Jets. Jets. Oh my! If we goodness. win that game, listen. <laughs> if we win that game, there is something seriously wrong with yes. the Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> and I'm scared for them because we have no business winning this game. We've played better the last few weeks, which I'm really happy about. Right. But I don't want to win, obviously, as a Jets fan. But I want I want to see improvement. But I don't even. I don't even want to come close to this game because that scares me. I like the Seahawks. Right. That scares me for the Seahawks and it scares me for Russell Wilson. I don't know what would happen if the Jets won. They, they, that entire organization would implode. Well, they can't lose this game. The Jets fired Greg Williams, their defensive coordinator. <laughs> so I don't know what that really means for the Jets' defense because, I mean, it just they're going to have a defense. whole slew of new coaches next year. So at this yes. point, what does it matter? They just had to make something look good after that dumb play that I just told you all about yeah. that nobody's Amazing. done in the last 15 years. It's, just, it's the smartest play of all time. If How dumb would it be if they just completely sold out and just said, listen, you throw the ball, the guy's going to catch it, and touch. it's going to be a touchdown. We are tanking. Like, I, I don't know. And, it's and just, get this. It's, who cares? This is the article uh, I'm reading about Greg Williams. The last sentence yeah. of this article says, Accusations of the Jets tanking for Clemson QB Trevor Lawrence can be quickly dismissed with the firing of Williams. What? What? They can't be quickly dismissed. They are tanking for a, Trevor Lawrence. There's that's no a doubt cover. about it. <laughs> that's flat out a cover. Right. Like We are tanking, and if that was... Put in place by whoever, maybe Adam Gase, or said this is the only way I can save my job if we lose all of our games. That's what Joe Douglas told me. If we lose all of our games, I still be the head coach because I'll get a chance to ruin another quarterback. So if that's the case, we did it on purpose, and they're just covering that that Greg Williams got fired. There's no question that we're trying to lose games right Where do you now. think it's Joe Douglas would rather be right now? Philadelphia or New York? <laughs> yeah, probably. I would say with the Jets because they at least have a, some young if talent. There's a chance we can get somebody like Trevor Lawrence, who has been compared to pretty much the best quarterbacks in the league right now. If he can be that guy, he wants to have him on his team, and that will be a super success for the Jets if that happens. But yeah, I can't. I can't count on it. I'm a Jets fan. Of course, of course. So, 
Uh, there was really only one fantasy viable player for the Jets last week. That was Jamison Crowder. <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold still likes Jamison Crowder. He only had five oh, catches, man. but he had two touchdowns. So, and okay. I don't know if it would have affected. I don't know if it would affected the game or not for my fantasy league. But the guy I was going against bench Crowder. Yes. I would never have benched him. I don't. I he had other guys that are would be good. But I'm just thinking, man, Crowder's sitting there. I wouldn't bench him. He is the go-to guy. Look at all the production that he's had since he's been playing, especially with Sam Donald. Right. Let me look at Hold on. Let me look at this up. Crowder. Well, I've got something before you got there. If Joe is still in the chat here, this is for you and Joe. Uh, Sam Darnold, in his last 12 games, has thrown for 2,351 yards with nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions with a passer rating of 71.9. Not good. In 2008, Jamarcus Russell threw for 2,423 oh, passing on. yards with 13 touchdowns and eight interceptions with a passer rating of 77.1. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell had a better 12-game <laughs> stretch than Sam Darnold has. <laughs> this team is just bad, and it's all coaching. I can't put it on Sam Darnold. I don't no. think he's a fantastic quarterback by any means. Not a, and I'll, not I'll be happy year. to go in a different direction at this point. And I hope I hope he goes somewhere and is successful unless he goes to the Patriots. I don't want well, him to be course, successful yeah. there. That would be the worst situation for me because I like Sam Donald. I don't want to have to root against him. But I uh, I, I uh, looked up uh, Crowder's numbers. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can understand why he benched him because the last two weeks before this last week, it wasn't pretty. Well, that it was, was with Joe Flacco, sad. though. What was his well, last the two week, weeks? The with... week before, two weeks now with Darnold. Oh, okay. So it was six six 6.3 last week, and then this week he went off. I just think Darnold was getting back under center and just kind of getting back into things. So that was probably – I still would have probably played him. <laughs> I don't know. This Crowder was the only guy that is his go-to it, guy. It really is. But, with, but if you look past all the Flacco games – Darnold threw to Crowder so much to where it was week one, 27 points, and then Crowder was out for two games. Then 18 points, it's 27 points, and then 12 points, and then uh, he was out a couple more games, and then it was all Flacco from there. So he was obviously targeting him at a ridiculous rate. And you, Sometimes you just got to dig a little bit further, and I yep. don't remember who it was he, he had at starting a wide receiver, but I was thinking, man, I would play Crowder there, but maybe he knows more than I do. I mean, he was the top scorer in the league. That's true. And I, and I happened to basically crush him. I mean, I beat him by oh, a yeah. pretty good margin. And you were down by a ton of I points. I was down by 80 points. 80 points before the Bills game started. But and I was like, I just don't know there, if just, this is just possible. Just listen to this. And, and we were all we were good with a lot of these players before the season started. But since John Brown has gone down for the Bills, and we'll talk true. about it a little it's bit. It's so true. Tom has Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley in the <laughs> lineup every week. And that is just insane to think that you have those three guys, and they're all on yep. the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the best teams in the AFC right now. I mean, they, they've yep. had a couple of road bumps here and there, but they are widely going under the radar as a nine and three team, I believe is what they are right now. So 
It, a lot of people, and I'll say this a little toot my own horn, I guess, but <laughs> a lot of people were kind of like, eh, about Beasley this year. Right. But what I saw from him last year and what I've seen even with him when he was on the Cowboys, it's like, you know, this guy has talent. And when push comes to shove, they're going to force him the ball. And so I kind of always thought he's going to give you a decent year. But the year he's given me right now, I didn't even expect that. But that's why I drafted him and picked him up in a lot of leagues where he was available because it's like, you know what, I really like this guy, and I'm going to take him. And so far it has been absolutely terrific. Now, obviously, when John Brown was on the field, it makes things a little more difficult. But it's so far the Beasley project has been (laughs) an absolute success. And I told you I was stuck on playing most of those players in that league, and it Mm -hmm. was coming down to – do I trust putting Julio back in the lineup after being yep. a weird injury or do I stick with Cole Beasley? And like, well, I would stick with Cole Beasley. And I'm like, that's what I'm doing. And this is my reasons why. So it, <laughs> if you put it into a vacuum, I made the right call. I just did. should have played Julio instead of somebody else, but I was stuck yeah. on those guys too. It was just, it's just really difficult when you're sitting there like you got Julio Jones and you're not, you're not going to play him. Like the other guy's probably looking at your lineup and he's looking at your bench. He's got Julio. He's not playing Julio just like I was with right. Crowder. But like that's a bigger name right. than Julio. Like you you have to play Julio. Yeah, but you should. You, it worked out perfectly for you, even though you still should have played him. Yes, but. It didn't matter. You didn't know which guy to put him in for. And so you took the risk of not putting him in, and you still got the guy. Because I was telling you, Beasley was the one I would probably place him in mm-hmm. because he's got a lower, he's got a really low floor, or extremely high ceiling. Yeah. It's exactly the words I said. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously you want the ceiling, and you took that chance. But if the floor was bad, you might have lost that game. Yep. Uh, so we were talking about bad quarterbacks just a minute ago. And Joe has responded because it is after he put the list of players that he just put on there. I was like, Oh my goodness. He's wow. I can't believe. And he says, I'm never the guy to ask about quarterbacks. I'm always wrong. My track record for top QBs from the rookie drafts were Darnold, Wentz, Bortles, Gabbard. The only one so far not to be complete garbage is Teddy Bridgewater. And he also says Trubisky was on that list. So apparently we're just going to go against the grain. We're going to let Joe do some drafts first. Then we're going to figure out which quarterbacks he wants. And we're going to do the opposite of that. In... In his defense on Wentz, well, Wentz was fantastic for a long, for a, not a long time. He was injury prone, but he was really good for a couple years there. Well, and we'll we thought there. he was going to be. I a, have some theories, and we'll get there when we talk about the Eagles game. But yeah, <laughs> um, let's move on. We got a few games left. This next one is going to be another. I, and most people are probably playing this guy anyway, but I have both of the Green Bay running backs, mm-hmm. and they're going against the Lions. And if you have Jamal Williams on your roster, I suggest getting him in there this next week if yeah. you're not normally playing him because he has been fairly consistent. Again, I have both of them, and I play both of them every week in that Dynasty Superflex, and it's been going just fine and what did you say the lions were against the run like 30th or something they are 28th i believe let me just double check real quick yeah still 20 yep 28th and i know jamal williams didn't have much against the eagles and he was out touched 18 to 7 by aaron jones but you know what that's because he just didn't have many 
touches, and they really didn't need to. That score for the Eagles right. game wasn't as close as it actually was, though I did have visions of Deshaun Jackson against the Giants <laughs> when Jalen Rieger muffed that punt and it fell right in front of him, and he picked it up, and he stuttered before he went, and I was like, he's going to score. Like, I it literally just, it all flashed. I'm like, That's he's like taking it to the house. the opposite of what I said. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's, what is he doing? Oh, this is awful. Oh, my God. Oh, what the? Oh, oh my goodness. And then like that's what I, the entire time when I watched I know that. it's a punter. I, I feel bad for any punter that ends up having to be like, oh, crap, I'm the last line of defense. But he really did make J.K. Scott look like an absolute fool. He, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And it just then he went around him and scored. I was like, I'm so sorry, J.K. Scott. You are not as much of an athlete as anybody else on that field right now. Oh, no, not even close. <laughs> But here we are, Packers versus Lions, and like I said, those running backs are going to have a good day, which isn't the greatest for me because I have Aaron Rodgers in the big money league, and you can't sit Aaron Rodgers for anybody. I have Matt Ryan, but I can't can't sit him, can I? No, you can't, and I'll tell you why you can't, because the Lions are really bad against the run, 28th, but they're also really bad against the pass, twenty fifth. So okay, if you okay. think that if you think that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to try and expose that some more, you're jo- you're fooling yourself. Well, they're it's gonna not try that he's not going to try. He might not have to if they're this bad. It don't against matter. The run I just and- at this point, <laughs> at this point, I think Aaron Rodgers is out there to say, "Listen, I am the best quarterback in the league." Whether or not he is, because Mahomes is still there, or and all these other guys that we can you know make arguments for, but I think right now. He at the beginning of the year before the season started, I said it seems like Aaron Rodgers is just kind of out of it. He doesn't seem to care. Obviously, when Love got drafted, that <laughs> put changed. something that put something in his butt to where now he is just he's running the ball to the he's scrambling outside the pocket, throwing the ball. He's doing everything that we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be every year for his entire career until it seemed like he was starting to be eh. And then he's just doing it all over again. This that love draft was the best thing for Aaron Rodgers and the best thing for the Packers. And maybe that's why they did it. Maybe, maybe. they weren't planning on having love at all, but they were just like, you know what? If this puts a spark under Aaron Rodgers, it's worth the pick. And I think maybe that's why they did it. Maybe, maybe. Um so as far as the Packers go, you're you're playing your guys. And we've been keeping an eye on Alan Lazard, and he's still... He's been he's, fine. He's, he's been not fine. He's it's, not maybe, it's disappointing. It is a little bit. I mean, he had three catches for 50 yards. He did have a uh, missed drop in the second half. So maybe he's yeah. still just getting eased in. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm not trying to sneak any of those other guys into the lineup out of the Packers. You mentioned a guy earlier uh, you were trying to get. I picked up in one league, didn't play him last week. I might try and sneak him into the lineup this week, and that's Adrian Peterson. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Swift was limited at Wednesday's practice. He's recovered from his concussion, but they held him out with a non-COVID illness last week. So mm-hmm. he's still on track to play, but I don't know. I mean, it, we jinxed him again, or at least I did, because I was like, oh, I'm starting to warm up to DeAndre Swift. Maybe he finally is going to break that Lions running back curse. And guess what? He hasn't done it this year, at least. And Adrian Peterson is still 
chugging along. He's getting yeah. his good old three and a half yards of carry and two touchdowns. <laughs> uh, so if you had him in the lineup, you got exactly what you were hoping for out of Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Marvin Jones had a good week, uh, eight for 116 and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson has been very solid as of recently. Let me see. Yep. He's actually right now the number three overall tight end in the flag league. And he's only had a wow. couple of not so good weeks, but again, it's nothing amazing. He's basically averaging 11, 12 points a game. That's, in that that's so and sad. It's fine, but man, when it's that so is number sad. three overall at the that. position, <laughs> that is insane. Every year I, I say to myself, you know what? I think the tight end position is going to turn itself around. It's going to be a normal position again. And it just never happens. Um, I did watch, uh, I think I had red zone up and I saw it was a beautiful pass and a beautiful catch. Matt Stafford to our boy from Wisconsin, Quintez Cephas. It was a (laughs) hell of a touchdown catch. He only had two catches on three targets, but 63 yards in that touchdown. I'm not saying go out and get him or anything and play him. Pick him up. But. Kenny Galladay's not practicing again on Wednesday. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <sighs> that is one of those that we kind of inched Kenny Galladay up the ranks before the season started. He's like, you know what? He might be due for one of those elite wide receiver seasons, and that just didn't happen because of all sorts of injuries, back and forth, up, down. No matter what you were looking at, Kenny Galladay was nursing an injury of some kind this year, so... Unfortunately mm-hmm. for that, this year kind of sucked for him. We'll talk about it again in the offseason. Maybe that drops him down the list next year. And if he can get a yeah. full offseason in, if this COVID crap could just stop, and he gets a full <laughs> offseason, the NFL gets a full offseason, maybe he'll be a steal next year. But we'll get to that much, much later. Yep. Um, so you were talking about the Green Bay Packers and how they drafted – Jordan Love, and it sparked Aaron Rodgers. And um, we have the exact opposite in Philadelphia. We're going (laughs) New Orleans versus Philadelphia, and apparently drafting Jalen Hurts did Carson Wentz the worst possible thing they could have ever had. It crushed his confidence. Something Now, before we get into this particular game, I will say I read a little bit, and I was thinking back, like, hmm, that actually makes sense. And I I can't believe that it's true. But somebody was talking in an Eagles chat of some kind. They think he got hurt in the first game of the season against the Washington Redskins. And I do remember right before the half, he had a really rough takedown of some kind and we were crushing them in the first half and Wentz was Mm -hmm. looking like that elite wide receiver and then he came out in the second half and was absolutely horrific and he has not played the same ever since I know it was only one good half and the Washington football team has a decent defense but I started thinking back I'm like you know two years ago Carson Wentz had like a broken back and they played him for two more games before they shut him down. I'm not making excuses for Carson Wentz, (laughs) but I am going to be keeping an eye on this and seeing what comes of it because 
he at this point is the one player in this entire league that needs an entire healthy off-season program to get back on track. And if that can't happen, I don't know what the Eagles are going to do because if they, and it's not going to happen, but a what-if scenario, if the Eagles were to cut Carson Wentz next year, he would count towards their cap $60 million. So you can't can't cut cut him. him. And who's going to trade for him unless he can get back in the last the couple of will. games, oh God! If he can get back in the last <laughs> couple of games and look like a real quarterback again, or something of that sort, but then you're probably not going to trade him. He's like, okay, well, he finally got back on track. Back. Now we can He's keep back. him. Yeah. I, I just, I am so at ends with what I want the Eagles to even do. I want to see what Jalen Hurts has, but that right. now. Getting back to the fantasy football playoffs this year, that now is just throwing everything out of whack. We were talking before the show started. You want to play yep. Miles Sanders because it sounds like I they want to get Jalen Hurts some short passes, get some yeah. running plays going. Okay, that sounds great, but is that really going to happen? Our offensive Don't play know, calling has been worth the chance. Terrible. And our wide receivers can't get separation. Our offensive line is absolute garbage. I, oh, man, if you're going to play Miles Sanders, I hope he gets you some points, but I am at my wit's end of playing almost anybody on the Philadelphia Eagles, including oh. Dallas Goddard and the recently installed Zach Ertz back from IR. It is just, yeah. <sighs> I don't know what to do. And then we're going against the Saints, who once again yep. will have Taysom Hill Starting yep. at quarterback, and now yep. we we were we were some doomsayers the last couple of weeks with Alvin Kamara. Well, he finally had an okay day. It wasn't the Alvin Kamara amazing performances, but he got eighty eight yards on the ground. He got a score. He had three targets and two catches, <laughs> which is the most targets he's had in the game since Taysom Hill has taken over. That's not a good sign, still. But, again, you're not taking them out, especially when it comes to the fantasy playoffs. You're probably not taking them out unless you really do have other guys that you can trust in more. But the thing is, is that when I'm going to say it again, it's not good enough. Only 18.3 points. And if you've gotten to the playoffs at this point, and I know Joe just was in the flag league. He just lost because, one, he had – He had to play Carson uh, Wentz because Teddy Bridgewater was on by. Right, and then Alvin Kamara is not the guy that got him to the playoffs. He's not. The last three weeks, 18 points, 10 points, 12 points. There's only one other week where Kamara had under 30 or under 20 points. And and I'm sorry, that's three consecutive weeks in a row where he's under 20, not cutting it. I mean, it's just, it's hard. You're probably playing him, but man, still... At least it's a, a sign in, a, in the right direction, and it's the Eagles. So maybe <laughs> – I'm sorry, hey, but maybe we, this you will and get him over that 20-point You and I are absolutely 100% fantasy and just regular old football brothers this year. We were in the same boat like everywhere. Our team, our <laughs> fantasy teams, it's it, it is a mirror yeah. image of each other. And, uh, yeah. I wonder if the Jets could beat the Eagles. <sighs> I would not put. I would not put money on I that game. I think we could. I would not put I, money on no, the game ever, no. any, for any reason whatsoever. 
Um, that being said, Taysom Hill is the third highest scoring quarterback in fantasy football since taking over the starting job three weeks ago. So mm-hmm. if you were able to have Taysom Hill on your team, if you picked him up in one of those leagues where you got to play him at tight end for a week, you know, <laughs> okay, you took advantage of the system. You got your points. Congratulations. I can't say anything about it. If it was a legal roster move because ESPN is stupid enough to let him be a tight oh. end, yep. whatever. I'm not saying anything bad about it anymore. But yep. if you picked him up, I, I you have any doubts. Maybe you picked him up and you had Kyler Murray. Now you have a viable mm. starting option mm-hmm. if you're not liking the way Kyler Murray's season is going. Maybe you had Cam Newton and you picked up Taysom Hill because you love those running weird quarterback types that get a lot of rushing touchdowns. Okay, well, now you have a choice to make because they're both doing the same thing. They're getting touchdowns on the ground. They're rushing the ball a lot. But Taysom Hill finally got a couple of people involved. Uh, Michael Thomas had nine catches for 105 yards. All right. Uh, he's starting to get some guys through the air. Emmanuel Sanders had five of six targets, only 39 yards, but he's getting targeted again. So now the questions are starting to come up. Is Taysom Hill worth keeping out there? Well, it was against the Falcons. So let's just remember that they're 28th against the pass. They're 12th against the run. So it stands the reason that they're going to try to pass the ball against the Falcons. And that might be part of the reason that you had a little bit extra points out of Kamara. Now this next week, you're going against the Eagles who are actually seventh against the pass. Interestingly enough, it's because they run all over us in the 25th against <laughs> the run. So if you have Taysom Hill, I love this matchup. I think Taysom Hill is the play, especially if you got somebody like Murray and you just can't trust it no more. I think Taysom Hill is going to have a pretty good day. I can't argue with that. I don't even I know, know if can. I want to watch <laughs> this game. It uh, It's just so sad. Well, you're, you're, you're the Eagles, and you're still in the playoff run. You're not. No, you not. still have a chance. <laughs> no, you technically can still win the division. I don't want to anymore. I want to tank for <laughs> Trevor Lawrence at this point. <laughs> you can't. That's, there's no way. <laughs> no. The Jets have to win like three games. Right, you're three something and one, right? Oh yeah, we're like three eight and one now, or something. Okay, so like we have that. to win four games. And that's you wouldn't all have the tiebreaker on us. You don't think maybe we? Well, you you have let one less loss than we would. Oh, because that's it's right. Three, that's three and one. Damn it, Peterson! God, didn't go for that <laughs> stupid field goal at the end. Oh my goodness! All right, let's move along before I get too upset talking about my team anymore. So we can move on to again very up and down teams. The Atlanta Falcons and the Los Angeles Chargers, who are coming off of that. Absolutely yeah. horrific <laughs> performance against the Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons who got Julio back. Uh, they, they, they're looking a little better, but Gurley's still dealing with a knee injury. Uh, Hayden Hurst has been back up and down again. Where is he dropped to Hayden Hurst is now the 13th overall tight end where he was just number five, like two weeks ago yeah. because his last three weeks are what? Oh, a zero, a nine, and a <laughs> 1.9. Like, okay, Hayden Hurst. Um, 
Jekyll yeah. and Hyde there. He started off good. He had a few bad games. Then he had a good middle of the season. And now he's crap in the bed again. So uh, what are you, if anybody, besides Julio, confident in playing for the Atlanta Falcons? Jeez. <laughs> okay. Before you answer this, if you're not watching on Twitch and you're listening in podcast land, that was one of the <laughs> best reactions I have ever seen. I will cut that out of the video and I'm going to save that for some kind of a gift or something later. That was amazing. It's and... an extremely <laughs> difficult question. I don't know how you want me to answer that. I don't even want to talk about that, but you know, you're starting Julio. And if, if you have to, you're starting Matt Ryan, but I would assuming you probably have something else other than Matt Ryan, but I just want to talk about the Chargers okay. because I don't. It's the Falcons' defense that you're going against here, right? And the the fact that Justin Herbert just had a stinker of a game, you know, he's going to try and make that up. So the Falcons are 28th against the pass. We all know they're terrible, and if you just look at Justin Herbert, he's not number eighth overall for no reason. And the fact that he didn't even play Week One. It, it makes it all all the better. And every other week besides this last week, he has been over 20 points. Yep. So the guy has been balling. There's no question about it. He, on average, he's better than Tannehill and better than Tom Brady, better than um, Roethlisberger. Better, uh, he is playing fantastic, better than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been having a fantastic last five games. He is really, really good as far as fantasy goes. Obviously, they're not winning games because right. the rest of the team isn't great. But I'm still playing him this next week, especially against the Falcons. I'm playing uh, Keenan Allen 100%. Um, I don't think there's – I love the key guys on the Chargers right now, and I'm still going to play them if I have them in the playoffs. Uh, I have to make an amendment to what I said earlier. I think – I said Hunter Henry got me uh, double-digit points. That was definitely not the case after looking at the stats again. Oh, boy. He had one catch for five yards. And because they're not allowing any more waivers in the big money league, he is my only tight end on my roster. So I need him to at least stay healthy for the next three weeks to score me some points. I'll I'll boost your confidence a little bit. Okay. Because... If he's going to be healthy and he's going to be out there, he's going to get his points. This last week was just a horrendous week for that team. If you look back the weeks before, it's 14 points, 15 points, 13 points. He's 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 fine. I don't think you have to worry about it as long as he's out there playing. Okay. I absolutely hope you're right. Uh, we had, what, just last week, uh, Austin Eckler come back into the lineup, give you a 26-point game. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, they got shut out. So he only rushed the ball eight times for 36 yards, which is, you know, four and a half-ish yards of carry. And he only caught four of his nine targets for 32 yards. So he got you about double-digit points. But that, after coming back and having that good of a game, you're like, oh, yes, I've got Austin Eckler for the playoffs now. Well, not so well, fast. We'll see. For as bad <laughs> For as bad as they played, Yes. Getting almost 10 points or true. even a little more than Very 10 true. points in some league is is good enough, and you know that this next week is going to be a lot better. Yes. I don't have any questions about the key guys in these in this matchup. I think Austin Eckler is going to have a fine day. 
obviously I think Herbert and Keenan Allen are going to be good. And I think uh, Hunter Henry will be right back to normal as well. And we'll move on to the Washington football team versus the San Francisco 49ers. Unfortunately, you know, we both liked Alex Smith to come back and maybe take this division the way things were playing out. But yeah, Antonio Gibson is unlikely to play in week 14 against the 49ers, and you don't want to be down too many offensive players against a 49ers defense who's still decent. Their offense yeah. just isn't very good. Nick Mullins is not the answer for no, them at quarterback. Um, Jordan Reed ran 24 routes. Ross Dwelly ran 10 routes. It's just <laughs> there's not much there. Debo Samuel didn't practice again. Um, Brandon Ayuk has been getting uh, a lot of looks, so that's somebody that if you've got that end flex spot, he, he's somebody worth considering. Oh, he's worth it. Because when on the field, he's the last four games that he's played because he missed a couple games and they had a bye week as well. But the last four games he's played, 23 points, 20 points, 22 points, 20 points. He's been very good the last four times he's been on the field. So I completely think that he is ready to go. That's the only guy you can trust in for me. I can't trust in anyone else. Although Mostert went out there and looked really good. But right they away, did not, he did. But they did not seem to use him the way that they should. Well, the Bills the guy were ahead the electric. whole time, so they pretty much were relegated to passing the ball. But – it seemed like he was getting five yards every time he touched yeah, the ball. I know. Like I don't care if it wastes a couple more seconds off the clock. If it's the only thing that works, <laughs> do it. And the so, guy, the guy is really good. And how he didn't get drafted makes no sense to me. He looks fantastic. He does. It doesn't make any sense at all. So obviously. They didn't run the ball a lot. Uh, Mostert was nine times for 42 yards, but his first yeah. few carries were really good. Then you go to Jarek McKinnon. He didn't even touch the ball. Tevin Coleman yeah. had two carries for negative 11 yards. <laughs> the guy's terrible How now. do you it's even not do good. that? That's just... It's uh, just bad. It's impossible. So <laughs> it we'll, does seem we'll that go way. to the, the football team. Uh, Terry McLaurin had... One of his worst performances as a yeah. pro, two catches for 14 yards. Alex Smith was okay. Peyton Barber had to fill in for Antonio Gibson, and he rushed 14 mm-hmm. times for 23 yards but got in the end zone. But I'm assuming nobody played him anywhere, even in DFS. No, there might be some you? now. Cam Sims was the winner of this last week offensively for the Washington football team. Five catches off nine targets for 92 yards. Uh, and somehow they still won against the Steelers this last week because Logan Thomas, nine for 98 and a touchdown. I've been talking about Logan Thomas here and there because Alex Smith does like his tight end position. It's not going to happen every week. Uh, Let me look at this last week. I mean, he's going to be the second best tight end. uh, Um, The week before was 12.7 points. It goes... It goes up and down right. with him, but I think it's going to start being a little bit more of a thing nowadays, especially when he doesn't have Gibson to throw the ball to. So we'll see what happens. We will see. Two games left. Did you have something else to say? I was just saying, if you got if you have him on your team, you, I would start him depending. Okay. On, I mean, I'm probably starting him. Even, even the guys that I have on my team in the big money league, I would start Logan Thomas if I had him. Uh, yeah, I 
you're talking up Hunter Henry this week, but I don't know if I had Logan oh, Thomas. Oh no, I, I would probably play I Logan would be Thomas. Com- yeah, I'd be in completely agreement with you if you wanted to play Logan Thomas. Now I might come back and bite you in the butt. Yeah, it could. But it could. <laughs> but I would 100 percent understand it. So probably what will be the game of the week is the Sunday night game this week. Mm. Not that the Monday night game's a bad matchup, but this is the one I'm looking at. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers who just lost to the Washington football team. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember who it was, but there was somebody that was ranking the last 18 teams that had started 11 and 0 and they ranked the Steelers 17th out of those 18 teams. So there's been a lot of people saying they're not as good as their record. And I might agree with you in some points, So they're playing against the Buffalo Bills, who, again, Mm -hmm. have had their ups and downs, but they still are leading the AFC East, and they are still going to be a playoff contender. There's a lot lot to unpack here because it's not like the Buffalo Bills are a run-first team, so they're not depending on that, and the Steelers are good against the run. So we're already like, you know what? We're just probably not going to worry about that part of the game too much. Maybe the Bills have something in mind. Maybe they're going to get their running backs in space because Devin Singletary and Zach Moss have been a little more uh, involved lately. There's a game where they both had a good game uh, two weeks ago. So there's a lot of what-ifs, and of course, you and I know, you're playing Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Cole I Beasley. Am. And if you have I any am. one of those guys, I really hope they're in your lineup. Even Cole Beasley, yes, I know. He hasn't always been a consistent guy like he has been, but here we are, and Cole Beasley is both riding us into the championship game for the big yep. money league. So, if this <laughs> is this is the problem I'm having, and I'm, obviously I'm still playing all of them. I'm not going to not play them, but it's the Steelers. Why does it have to be <laughs> the Steelers in the championship game? Like, come on, man. <sighs> luckily, luckily, even if I don't win, that that uh, league that we're in will continue on for the rest of right. the season, or at least to week. I don't, is it the week seventeen? There's I guess I have four total that weeks in the playoffs for that one because it started this last week, and we have three weeks remaining to score points. If we lose this week, we lose the championship portion of the league we're in, but we will continue right, right, right. to score points uh along the way so hopefully we both win anyway and we pick up that money and there's lots more to come after that but yeah we'll 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 see how that all shakes out as far as the Steelers go they have activated James Conner from the reserve COVID list so he'll be back on the field that is very good for them uh Eric Ebron caught 7-11 targets for 68 yards uh I believe he had a uh drop or two that he has been known for over the years. James Washington, two catches, but Ugh. 80 yards. Juju Ugh. Smith, seven catches, only 28 yards. Chase Claypool, <laughs> two for 38. I mean, it's it's all over the place. The only real consistent guy when healthy mm-hmm. is Deontay Johnson, who you were going up against, who extended that lead that was like 50-some points that turned into 80 was Deontay Johnson doing. I'm like, oh, man, that just knocked the (laughs) wind out of my sails when I saw that. But luckily it didn't matter. But Mm -hmm. there you go. If 
if you have to rely on somebody because James Conner is out, I'm guessing you're probably not in the playoffs right now. So anybody hoping <laughs> for Benny Snell for another week, it's probably not going to well, be Well, that's, that's another big key that happened last week is the guy that I was going against not only had Johnson, mm-hmm. but he had Snell in there as yep. well. And I'm just watching every time like, oh, that's another catch for Johnson. But that's not anything for Snell. Yep. So everything was a positive no matter how I looked right. at it. But – I'm just glad because right away Johnson got a touchdown on like their first or second drive. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an awful, awful game for me because I can't let Johnson tear tear me apart. And he ended up getting having a really good game. But what happened was Cole Beasley outperformed him. All yes. I needed was either Diggs or Beasley to get close to that, and then the other guy to just do his normal thing. I got more than that. They both yeah. pretty much performed exactly the same as Deontay Johnson. So that ended up working well. But Johnson's fantastic. I th- he's going to be high on my board next year, coming in the future, because you just look at the last few games that he's played, 14 uh-huh. is his, his bad week, and right. then it's 24, 23, another a 12. That's a bad week. And then this last one is 21. I mean, that is really consistent. And two weeks before all that was 32 points. And I, this guy is going to be a fantastic receiver. Now we have to monitor Ben Roethlisberger as oh, well because we don't know what's going to happen with him going forward. All right, so that leaves us one more game, and it is an NFC or AFC North showdown between the Ravens and the Browns. And if you think about it, if the Buffalo Bills beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens, the Browns are a game out of first place in the AFC North. Yeah, do they with, play the Steelers again? I believe they do. So that, that could it, be then, a it? heck of a game to watch in week yeah. 16 or 17 here coming up. But as far as fantasy goes, uh, Lamar Jackson finally kind of got back on his horse. Uh, it was it was an okay game. Um, what do you have? 12 of 17 for 107 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but he did look good on the ground again. He had that one where... Uh, apparently Dallas just decided not to have any defenders past the <laughs> linebacker box. I, I don't know what that was. I was like, oh, there he goes. I'm like, well, where's the safety? Oh, there, there's no safety there. He's He's gone. He's done. And he scored. So I, I'm not sure how to take Lamar Jackson's performance in the game against well, the Cowboys. Well, anytime you get 94 yards uh, on your on your feet, as a quarterback, you're sitting really pretty. Sure. I mean, if you just look at every single game, rushing, 45, 54, 83, 53, 3, 108, 65, 58, 55, 51, and then this 94. When, what other quarterback's going to do that for you? Um, I, I, there's not another quarterback's going to get Taysom you Hill. that many rushing <laughs> yards every game. What? Taysom Hill, maybe? Oh, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> All right, you can't I, throw it. You can't throw in the the, the anomaly to to I bust know. my to bust my stat there. I can, I will, and I did. Doesn't mean <laughs> you should listen to it. Um, so here is a perfect perfect scenario question for our last game here. Uh, I will start by mentioning that J.K. Dobbins rushed eleven times for ninety four yards and a touchdown. That was your guy before he got drafted, and Mm -hmm. he's been hard to get into a lineup because he hasn't been exactly consistent. 
Here's well, the he's situation. He's not getting the opportunities right. either. If you just if you just look at all his attempts, the week one, starting with week one, seven, two, one, five, one, nine, fifteen, twelve, five, fifteen, eleven. So he's starting to get a little bit more attempts. And the more you give this guy, the better it's going to be. They got to start giving him the ball. So here's the question: In the content creator league with the network. Uh, yep. I have a good team there. It is one of those. I have Josh Allen. I got Diggs. I got Devonte Adams. I got Adam Heelan. I got T Higgins. Like I am set like yeah. nobody's business at wide receiver. Here's my problem. My running backs are, well, I have Le'Veon Bell sitting at the end of my bench just because I picked him off off of waivers two weeks ago. He Whatever. stays on the bench. He does. <laughs> Chase Edmonds is still sitting there. If Kenyon Drake were out, I would put him in the lineup, not put him mm-hmm. in the lineup. Now, my two current starters right now are Miles Sanders and Todd Gurley. I also oh, have J.K. Dobbins on the bench. Is there I, somebody that you would take out to get J.K. Dobbins in there? I'd take out. <laughs> they're both, they're, Todd Gurley and Miles Sanders are both iffy ones. Again, I'm going with Sanders this week because I'm just going on a whim that this whole thing with Hertz is going to change things for Sanders. Obviously, it's the Saints, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Right. But Todd Gurley just looks awful. And plus, didn't they say he's got some kind of knee injury? And that's he never always good. has a knee injury. And I'm just saying, he, <laughs> they just said like a couple of days ago, yeah, he's currently dealing with a knee injury. Uh, let me let's look at what what else he says. He was limited that's it, that's on it. That's Wednesday. All they said. Uh, I don't trust him at all, and he's been awful the last two times that he's been on the field. Uh, this is the article that I'm reading. Uh, Todd Gurley practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday. This is not a surprising development after Gurley played on 22 snaps and the team's loss on Sunday, with Dirt Cutter confirming the obvious that Dirt Gurley is dealing with a knee injury. It's safe to assume yep. we have seen the best of Gurley in 2020, and the running back's future is uncertain after signing just a one-year deal in Atlanta. Expect the Falcons to continue to split the workload. So, as we are speaking, I am moving J.K. Dobbins into my you lineup for Todd Gurley. You have to. In the playoffs. Whoever would have thought <laughs> you're taking out Todd Gurley in the playoffs in fantasy football. Yeah, it's just pretty, two short years ago up. where Todd Gurley was the number one overall pick in fantasy drafts, and here we are. I am benching him in week 14. It feels weird, but I think I got to do it. So there we are. I do it. Yep. And that leaves us with the Cleveland Browns, the, what, 9-3 and three Cleveland Browns? Jeez, the, the way they took that game from the start it, was insane. It, I, I was just like, how – it's it's the Titans. They're not bad. How are you just destroying them in this first half? And I was just like, well, this game's over. But then I was like, well, they're going to get some of these guys still in play. And they did get some of them still got some points. But, man, what it happened was. was <laughs> what what happened, happened was. What happened was <laughs> everybody knows about Nick Chubb. He is one of the best pure wow. runners yeah. in the National Football League. And guess what? Baker Mayfield's yards per attempt and completion rate have spiked on play-action passes this year. Mm. The Browns used play-action to perfection this last week. 
Tennessee yep. defenders continually bit on play action. Mayfield completed 66.1% of his play action passes, 6% higher than without play action, and his 10 yards per attempt on play action is 3.9 higher than it is on straight dropbacks. Uh, the Browns have used play action at the fifth highest rate through week 13. So all those teams that are eager to stop the Browns rushing attack, guess what? If you're not expecting some play action, then you're going to get burned. But <laughs> you would think after a game like this where it got exposed, more defensive coordinators are going to be like, you know what? Maybe not quite load the box and go sell out on Nick Chubb. Maybe we got to keep some guys back and not let this happen to us. So, as far as Cleveland Browns go, are you going to be as confident in guys, uh, you know, like Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper and Rashard Higgins, who all did pretty good this last? Well, Austin Hooper didn't do the greatest, but he is a tight end (laughs) and he is an option. Well, um, when it comes to Jarvis Landry, I don't know why why the Browns are doing it. Like seems like every other game or so, they got Jarvis Landry throwing a pass to Baker Mayfield, and they did it again this they last did week. Do it. <laughs> it wasn't a great one. It wasn't a touchdown no, or anything like that, but it's still working. Baker so Mayfield why had to adjust you... <laughs> to make that catch. I mean, he actually looked pretty good yeah, to yeah. turn around and make that catch, but it only went for like six yards or something. Right, yeah, it was a very short game. Uh, but I think Jarvis Landry still has an acceptable game. I wouldn't imagine, maybe it's not a 29-point game like two weeks ago or even 20 points like this last week, but I'm saying a good 15 points, and if you're starting him in a flex spot, that's perfectly fine, and obviously you know that it can be better than that. You obviously know that if you're looking at the previous games, it can be worse than that as well. But I think Jarvis Landry is still going to be acceptable uh, just because they've been doing very well the last couple of weeks, and I don't think they're going to let up. And I think right now in this team, uh, out of all teams, I feel like when they got their mojo going, they don't stop. Well, and and I really think the Browns, it, it's it's Mayfield. When Mayfield does not feel it, the team is bad. Right. Was, they might still win, but they're not good on offense. I was just going to so, say that that whole team looks like that that person that kid whatever you want to talk in that situation where if they're not having fun they're taking their ball and going home and i don't care anymore but when they're winning and they're beating you they are just going to town on you and they are going to let you know it and they are going to do what they just did to the tennessee titans and make them look like a fool so we'll see which cleveland browns team shows up against (laughs) the ravens well they're do they're doing really well and it seems like they are i think it was 99 percent chance that they're going to make the playoffs. So, wow. Yes. Here we Browns go. Cleveland Browns fans, I feel great for you guys. You finally have a team yeah. to be proud of this year. While our both of our teams are absolute disasters, dumpster <laughs> fires, we are not proud of our team this year. We've got things to look forward to, but not as much as the Cleveland <laughs> Browns do. But the Ravens, they got guys coming back. Mark Andrews is activated from the COVID list. Marquise Brown has scored in two straight games. Maybe that's because Mark Andrews hasn't been playing, but Marquise Brown has been okay the last few weeks. Um, He's got a a pretty good target share as far as the wide receivers go 
in Baltimore. So if there's one wide receiver, obviously it's Marquise Brown that you're going to play. Yeah. Um, and of course we wouldn't be doing our part if we didn't at least discuss, and this is what we'll go out on this week. If we didn't at least discuss what happened to Des Bryant, he was <laughs> about to play, make a, a, a game against his former team, the Dallas Cowboys. And for whatever reason, I still do not understand what was going on. For whatever reason, they pulled him while they were in warm-ups or at least on the field to give him a COVID test, and he tested positive, but yet nobody else on the team needed to do anything, and there were no close contacts, and it just feels weird. It almost feels like, hey, uh, Dez, sorry, uh, the Cowboys just, paid us not to have you on the field today because they were <laughs> scared that you and it's not like the cowboys were gonna win that game they they were yeah. pretty much getting beaten up so i don't understand what what did you read or hear or feel about this whole weird situation no i feel the same way it's like it's really strange that he would get basically felt like and i could be what could be wrong but it felt like he was being singled out to have yes. a covert test and then it's like I can just imagine them saying, "You, you guys still got that uh, COVID test that was positive on one of the other players? <laughs> uh, bring it over here. We're gonna shove it down his nose, and then he's gonna not be able to play because he's gonna have COVID." <laughs> it, it, it's just what it's like. It just it's really strange. And obviously, Des Bryant is the isn't the key to the no. to that team, but yeah, it's just it's weird. And I've never really liked Des Bryant. No. So obviously it's, it's there, there must be, they must've saw something to where he was just kind of lackluster or something like, Oh, we better test this guy. I don't, I don't know. know. It just seems it's really weird. weird. And, and then of course he's upset as anybody of would course. be. Yeah, you're out on the field. You're thinking, all right, I'm going to get to go out. Maybe I'll get to show my old team something. I still got it. And then they do that. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done for the season. I don't know if he is or not. He did tweet out about, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and call it quits for the rest of the season. Uh, Mm -hmm. So (laughs) he's not going to get any more chances uh, at improving or at showing some team that he's still got something left in the tank. What I want to know is if this, if it comes back, if it was a uh, false positive, because he doesn't seem to be feeling the, the uh, the symptoms, but doesn't mean yeah. he doesn't have it. True, but it just seems strange. You know, maybe it's a, if it's a false positive and he wasn't able to play for that game, he's got to be even more pissed off. Yeah, that <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that as an option. But oh man, you just saying oh maybe it was a false positive. Oh, I feel even worse <laughs> for him now. We got your test back. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, it, you got it. Wait, this was Put a pregnancy test. <laughs> you're you're pregnant. No, no, no. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, uh, we'll leave on that note. I figured that was a nice light note to leave yeah. on. Uh, again, thank you for watching on Twitch. Thank you for listening in podcast land. Good luck to everybody out yes. there that has made it this far and is still in it. We are super hyped for this coming week. 
Joe was in on us with these three teams in the big money league. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. his team didn't make it, but he told me earlier, like, I can't believe I'm as pumped for this next weekend, and I don't even have a team playing <laughs> that I care about right now. But it's because he's got money that's still on the line that could yep. turn into a bunch. So We're going to um, make it good for you, Joe, I hope. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers. This one's for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good luck, everybody out there. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And don't forget to stay fueled up all the way through the fantasy playoffs.